0: Hello SCR listeners, Anthony here. Just a heads up on this week's episode, there was a little audio issue at a certain point with Darnell's mic during our live recording. Uh, This issue does not go on for the whole episode. So that's all I wanted to share. As always, thank you for your continued support as we work to improve our content. Hope you enjoy this episode.
1: If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do
0: read it, you're misinformed. What is the long-term effect of too much information? Information, information, I just need some information I've been dying, I've been dying, is it lack of education? I've been reading, I've been reading without any transformation I'm addicted, I'm addicted, is it overstimulation? Welcome to the The Sixth Sense Report Hear ye, hear ye, come one, come all You are listening to The Sixth Sense Report with Joel Nikoloff and Darnell Sanders.
1: Not gonna lie, before we uh jumped on here, I was like trying to brainstorm with my wife about how I could bring some sort of prosthetic mask or arm or something into the shot for comedic effect, but uh, I didn't have such thing lying around my house. No, 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 okay,
0: all right, well, uh, yeah, I mean, no props
1: necessary,
0: no, no props necessary. Um, I think, I think people saw the title. Kind of know where we're getting, where we're going with this one. Uh, we're going to talk about the Trafalgar High School teacher with the big prosthetic uh, breasts. Um, uh, trans teacher with the prosthetic breasts. Yeah, and so it's, it's gone pretty viral. Uh, it first came to my attention uh, on WhatsApp. My my aunt messaged uh messaged me, uh a bit asking for uh, your two cents. Yeah, 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 yeah. She she was, she was really disgruntled. Yeah, she was. Um, she was really disgruntled. You know, you know me as a teacher and um Christian and seeing seeing this. Uh, so it it was, she sent me the blo- the blog to shout out to blog to um actually your know, blog to is very helpful um for date nights. Uh, so shout out to blog to. What giving you ideas on on how to. Or uh, restaurants, like, like restaurants and mm. stuff like that, they have like a little restaurant section. But anyways, uh, so uh, about fourteen days ago, uh, video footage and photos of a Toronto area—I wouldn't consider—Trafalgar, uh, Oakville, Toronto. But anyways, uh, video footage and <laughs> uh, uh, video footage and photos of a Toronto area high school teacher are blowing up uh, up online today, uh, sparking uh a, a racist debate. About what educators should and shouldn't wear to work, it appears as though many social media users first became aware of the teacher in question, and more specifically, the sizable prosthetic bust she wears. When an American radio host tweeted a series of images said to have been captured at Oakville Trafalgar High School, um, and so the in yeah and so yeah, well, I'll po- I'll post a clip in the show notes. Um, so so the teacher's a, a shop teacher. And yeah. Uh, Joel and yeah and the chest the chest is like really really um abnormally unusually um, pretty big. But Joel w- what was your first take?
1: Um my first? my first you know take on this was sorta of like I, I knew, like, this is going to be interesting, right? In the, in the culture we're in, in the dynamic that things are with the the manner in which, let's say, the trans debate, if you want to call it that, um, has been transpiring, I knew instantly that this was going to be a spectacle. And I don't mean the individual, I sort of mean the the commentary... And everything around it. Coverage. Yeah, the, the, well, or the lack thereof. Um, lack thereof. You know, I, I, I was expecting um, there to be sort of this dilemma because for those on, let's just say the left for simplicity, um, this teacher is is, is kind of like what, what, you know, many people who end up in the center of, um, um, you know, politics, the, the commentary is generally things along the lines of the left needs to criticize the left more and the right needs to criticize the right more in the sense that those that are, you know, stepping out of line on, on that are on your side or in your camp, you know, they need to be put in their place for where they're stepping out the line. And so yeah. in context here, I was not, Surprised that we sort of saw this silence from the left in terms of any sort of criticism towards this yeah. individual. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We'll, we'll definitely get to that. So uh, so without we'll getting ahead, that up, was my, yeah, yeah, hit, yeah. my
1: my first expectation. That was what we would see.
0: Okay, all right. And so, for the listeners, the direction we're going in is: uh, what's up with uh, Canada's uh, public school system, and, and um, we're also going to address each uh, dress code and like Joel just mentioned, uh, the, the the silence um, as it relates to why the silence about uh, supporting the teacher. All right. Uh, so, uh, what's up with Canada's public school system? Um, um, what does the school system uh, supporting um, of the school or of the teacher? What, what does it? What does it show us? Or how did we get here?
1: It it. Um... I mean, I think to me, for me, it highlights that we've gotten to a place where the primary, um, where the primary focus of our education system is not what it's supposed to be. What, what do you me? mean? So, um, I, I would say children and the uh, the education of children purely, on uh, my attitude would be purely on fundamental education, right? Fundamental skills. Right. That to me, that is the primary focus of education. Now, not to say that and I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, primary school and then obviously as it gets into post-secondary, which is this context, the focus would still be students. But let's say education to um, to prepare them for adulthood. But again, I would think about that from a fundamental skills perspective. And um, A. Preparation for the career path that they're choosing to take. So mm-hmm. in, in the context of this discourse, look at commentary from the school board. Look at commentary from anyone in the media that's semi-defending this teacher. And no, there's no commentary on the classroom, the impact on the classroom, the impact on the education whether there's no impact or like, to me, that would be the criteria that this scenario should be evaluated upon. The students, the impact on the students, the impact on the education, um, whether or not the the education of, of the students is being impacted. If someone made the case in theory that there we don't need to do anything because the education of the students is not hindered okay, fine, make that case. That's the argument that I want to hear to as, let's call it, as justification. Um, I don't necessarily know um, that that's not being done, but I would say it's definitely not being done publicly.
0: Uh, what do you mean it's not being done?
1: So what I mean is like, inter- I don't know if internally the discourse from a school board is is whether or not education of the children are impacted but what i do know is that that is not part of the discourse from let's say the left um there was a protest uh that i saw i think it was i have it on uh, a true north's uh, true north's uh, twitter page there's a, a video from the september 23rd i don't know if the protest happened on this day, but the, the date of the tweet itself, uh, was, was September 23rd, but, um, it looks like a pretty sizable number of parents showed up to protest. Uh, and that would have been last, uh, the, or that would have been Friday, the 23rd. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: and I think that was the day that I heard, uh, a number of students or, or I should say teachers, uh, stood up and, and protested or, or showed up to Oakville Trafalgar high school to protest. Um, so the reason I'm saying this is, is I would suggest that most of these parents are making a case. The ones that are protesting or standing up to, showing up to protest are making a case based on the educational impact on their child right now, maybe it's ideological education, which someone could dispute as being, you know, the same as what I'm suggesting. And, and, and I'm That's why I'm pointing it out. But, but inherently the focus is on the students and the impact that this situation would have on them. Um, and, and I think Mm -hmm. that is the right context for the conversation, not to say that all the arguments are appropriate or correct, but I think that's the context for the conversation. And, and as I said, it's what I've, you don't see it all from the right in, for the most part, all of the statements have come out about, you know, And and we'll we'll show a video later, potentially, or when it makes sense. Um, Everything seems to be about the teacher and defending the teacher and nothing about the students. And and to me, I would expect that with socialized education because the two primary actors in this scenario are government because they're the one funding it and teachers because they're the ones in control of it. And really, I mean the teacher's union. So the teacher's union and the government are the primary decision makers in in our education system. Mm -hmm. So consequently, the students are, you know, collateral damage when decisions are being made. Now, everybody would probably argue that they're trying to do what's best by the students by proxy. The problem is they don't bear the consequence. Neither of those two bear the consequences of the n- bad decisions they make. The students bear the consequences. Uh-huh. And, and so this is where, as I said, I, that's where education goes when it's publicly funded, right? The primary consumer of education is children. And they really don't have a voice or a very, I should say, a strong voice. And that's why a friend of ours, whose who's episode of a podcast we've been on, um, both of us have been on the Anarchist Bible Study podcast, Jeff Park has started, a, I think it's called Alberta Pare- Alberta's Parents' Union for this sort of very scenario. Well, not this particular scenario, but that what I'm talking about where parents don't really have a strong voice to defend even though they're the primary, you know, they would be able to argue, I would suggest, more in line with their children's needs and and be the best one for it in this conversation. But as we can see, it seems like more and more parents are trying to be silenced um, in the conversation about education. Um, and I would suggest when you if you notice what's going on in the U.S. with the reformation towards more charter school systems and and funding following the student not the school system or not funding the school system there is a bit of a pushback from parents trying to take back that power that they've seemingly seemingly have been tried to you know
0: push to the side from okay and so
1: um go ahead
0: oh yeah so though i guess that that brings up the question what the article is kind of bringing up in uh, about the dress code um, and I guess that's been an issue. And you brought that up as well. You 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 uh, you brought up a good question about what if um, the uh, the teacher's uh, mm. chest wasn't that big? Would this be an issue?
1: Yeah. What what if what if this wasn't large prosthetic breasts that are like I I don't know where I heard this, but I think I some of the commentary I heard on this. Basically, if you go to the website for where they sell these there's like a warning label on the promo promo video for the c- product and they're classified as like Z cups. Okay. So the, the question that I'm, po- you know, postulating is if this was a teacher wearing standard prosthetic breasts, I don't know what the proper terminology would be. Would there even be a conversation happening? Now, I think, I think you potentially have scenarios where a conversation should happen. And if I want to, you know, hash out what I'm saying, right. So, um, if this was a grade two class and halfway through the year, a teacher was made the transition and was going to show up with regular size prosthetic breasts, Um, my, my, I think there should be a conversation about, you know, is if, again, if you were centered on education and children is the middle of the year, the appropriate timing for the students as a like and and obviously I'm not saying you just dismiss the teacher you know outright but in theory a resolution could be that the teacher changes schools to make the transition so that it's not disruptive on the children um and I use grade 2 as an example where you're likely going to con- create a high level of confusion within the students um and so again that's where I would make that example of where I think that's a potential resolution The other side of that, um, you know, if we move into high school, could you have a similar discourse again, if you were focused on children and their education and come to a different conclusion, maybe, but with the, you know, absurdity of the size, it changes the discourse altogether. Um, and so I think, um, you know, there's a a great video that, that let's, I think we should run it now. Um i think rebel news was I, th- I saw it shared through true north originally uh, but it did have uh, rebel news as as the you know video credit um so take a take a look here at the the principal i think of the school in question uh, Oakville Trafalgar and and my the reason i find this video interesting um is that the t- the principal has this like very plateau type of an answer non-specific sort of plateau platitudes is sort of what i meant to say um and his body language is a little bit of like uncomfortable sort of the person who knows they got to say something but you know they're just sort of stuck in the middle and maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm reading it wrong i'm just saying based on the body language it's almost like he didn't necessarily want to be there um so and then uh we got some uh some questions or comments from uh Frank White, which sounds like a, a a pseudonym name, but if it isn't, my bad. Um, but uh, my understanding is we, we know this guy from, from CLS days, so maybe we'll figure out who uh, who's behind the mask. But anyways, we'll, we'll jump into the, those comments. That uh, If you're on YouTube catching our live stream, um, you, you'd be able to add comment too. So uh, let's roll the clip and then we'll yeah. jump into that. Uh, well,
0: sorry, before we roll the clip, uh, so the guy is... Um... Curtis Ennis, so he's the Halton District School Board Trustees, uh, oh, the, appointed the, new director of education. OK,
1: sorry, good, good point. Uh, yeah, the, the guy talking isn't. Yeah, because I,
0: I recognized him. I recognized him. So go ahead, Anthony, roll the clip.
2: So we are as a board, we are committed to human rights and we're committed to supporting all our teachers and staff and students in an environment that upholds their dignity, their gender identity, and their gender expression. Right Issues around safety are matters that we deal with on an ongoing basis. And we continue to deal with those issues, not just with any this teacher, but with all teachers. So that is something that we're committed to health and safety for all our students and staff. But I, I noticed, Mr. Innes, you can't
1: display nipples as part of the health, um, dress code of the Halton District School Board. All of his outfits, he's displaying nipples Um, in the shop. He's wearing long sleeves. Those massive prosthetic breasts are near cutting equipment. Um,
2: I would argue if this was a student doing this, it would not be tolerated. So why does this person uh, get such leeway? Uh, You keep saying he. Um, The first thing is um, we are, you know, being respectful of all of our gender identity and gender expression of all of our staff. And we are supportive of our staff and our students this this the dress code is for students, and the dress code is not for staff. The dress code is for students.
1: Hmm.
0: okay uh,
2: so
1: so I mean Frank's just the I think Frank's got a great comment that that's a good follow up. Uh, what's within their collective agreement you know what's the teachers' union standard um, you know those those are all very good points or or you know comments questions i think it really comes down to the teachers union arguably being in a ho- stuck between a rock and a hard place because of human arguably a human rights violation for the the teachers union if they don't handle this a certain way and so yeah. again that's where i say teachers union government the focus isn't on the student the primary consumer of education it's on the teachers because Essentially, well, of course, the incentives of force us to be care about government politicians getting reelected and the teachers' union preserving themselves and, and the education system being a collateral damage in the middle.
0: Hmm. Right. Okay. So now, as it relates to the silence, um, I, well, I suppose it's silence because uh, I, I, I posted on Twitter, on the Twitter Sixth Sense Report account. The Instagram account, the Facebook account, and I was asking, does anybody know any teachers or anybody that is, I think, in some in support of the teacher. <clears throat> now, you know, you know, I posted a couple times to see if anybody um, knew any or had any articles or knew anybody that was supporting it, but uh, I think it all, um, nobody uh, came up with anything. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no and 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 I think I think our media is just as guilty as everybody else in this right and I think um the silence is universal and that is what I was saying right nobody on the left is willing to criticize and say okay no this is not appropriate because it's it's all virtue signaling there's no principles involved here in this in these positions around the trans debate right it's not what are the what are the truths that we're actually gonna use as benchmarks or what are the principles we're gonna no, it's it's virtue signaling platitudes. And that's where, you know, my comment about you know the, the the video of this guy speaking on the issue is that he says a lot, but he doesn't say anything at the same time. Like he doesn't really say anything specific to the context or address the context other than like a general overriding statement of how they would treat a teacher in a particular reference to you know, gender identity, right? No, no commentary on, yes, we recognize that there's potentially inappropriateness with regards to this, right? Like, I mean, I, I don't want to speculate too much on, on the, the teacher and their motivations. um, But there is definitely a nature to this that seems again, based on the absurdity of the size that seems sort of either sexualized or fantasized. Like again, that's my my pre inclination when I see something that is essentially cartoonizing women. Right, like it, it just it's just off. You know, if we go back to um the end of the gender episode, we talked about this term in in that was called like paraphilia, right? Sort something of like that. Yeah, I can't remember the exact term, but. I uh, had it in the show notes page. If you go back to that episode for in the Wikipedia talks through it a bunch. And it's that, you know, um, sexualization for, you know, um, abs- slightly absurd things. And I just say that because it was like talking about cars and different things. But the, the cartoonish nature of the female body that is being represented here leads me to, you know, question is this what's at stake? And and maybe it's not. I'm just asking the question because if the answer is yes, I have an even greater problem with this. Uh-huh. Right? Like we're allowing a teacher potentially to do something that is sexually arousing in the classroom and but we're not willing to have a conversation about it. That's a problem. Uh-huh. And if it wasn't in the trans context there would be no doubt as to how we would respond to this now again i want to be clear those are questions i'm asking that we're not allowed to have the conversation about i don't per i'm not trying to pass judgment or say that that is the case for this individual but if we can't ask the question that's a problem so i mean darnell for for you as a as a teacher um you know, obviously we didn't have anyone willing to, you know, we were really asking someone to come on the show and talk about this to some extent, mm-hmm. um, if anyone was willing and, and I'm not surprised because I would think if you're a progressive and you are from largely most of the trans conversation, this teacher is actually a problem for you as well, because it's a arguably a bit of a black eye on the movement you're trying to make. Or you're trying to commit, you know, move forward with, and so criticizing them largely would be viewed as a weakness towards your movement. So you're better off just being silent. Don't say nothing.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. No. Um. No, it's definitely concerning. And I and I was hoping to see some teachers speak up, um, but I think I think it's 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 just like I think it's important for people who are on the right to check people on the right. Um, Cause sometimes people on the right are wrong um, and you got to check, you got to check your people. And then um, people on the left uh, need to check people on the left, whatever the case may be. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure um, there are people in the trans community who are kind of like, um, no, nah, we're not co-signing on that one. Uh, just like, you know, you know in the black community you know so that the black community you sit back you' like ah nah they represented us um and and I guess it comes back to the point that you made like may, maybe you know looking at yeah like the Jesse Jessemolier Smoll, uh True. uh Juicy yeah th- in that situation um Frank Frank white um AKA rafer um <laughs> says uh, what if a student came in skin tight pants showing clearly his or her uh private um camel toe or just Uh, i don't know what are you or 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 or, or as a jamaican say pokey printa? um (laughs) but uh the the i i would say uh to frank white's uh comment that what if it in this context it's it's what if it's the teacher Right, not the student. What if it's the teacher? Because this is what we're talking about. It's the teacher dress code, um, and and I, and I and I would say I think I think most workplaces have gone away from the dress code. Most uh, white collar places have gone away from the dress code, um, but I think that the teaching profession um, is one of the oldest professions in the history of the world, uh, next to um, what construction prostitution farming right farming um right so 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 all of them have their particular uniforms um in a way to dress and 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 so you can get the job done right uh so right the prostitute you know prostitute don't go to work in, in, in nike tech fleece um sweatpants and a hoodie uh, right, you, you ain't doing your job.
1: No, right. you, no one's you, gonna know what you're there for.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like signal. Yeah, you ain't you ain't ready to work, boo. Right. <laughs> same thing with a construction worker. You know, you you, you you're not going you're going to work with a pair of clarks on. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and and same thing with the teacher. I I think I think that there, there's a point where um, you don't want to be a distraction, and it's also a preaching principle, right? You don't want to be a distraction. Um, to take away from from the learning. Um, but I, I would say with, with the pants, um, to Frank's point that so for example, um gray track pants for men, right? That, that that's usually a no no. Right. So even as a man, um whether 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 you're packing or you're not, um it's not it's not wise to wear um, um, Nike tech fleece gray um track pants uh to class right you just don't want to you know even from a christian standpoint you don't want to be a stumbling block um mm. and then um hold on and then uh frank white says uh still this is going to be uh a, a floodgate of sexual perversion uh to the max um i I, I would disagree I, I would disagree just in the sense um that i don't know frank uh, uh, would you be fantasizing about your, your shop teacher like that well i think you, i think you, you, you could you could put the comment you could put your word <laughs> in the comment if that's what frank white's gonna be fantasizing about no, and, I th- that's, I think and that's and referring... that's it and that's and that's okay because frank white might that, that might be his thing and i don't want to do, i don't want to disrespect um, um frank and uh, you know for making those comments <laughs> i appreciate it um I, th- I think what he's talking about though is 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 out the teacher side
1: Right. Not, not so much necessarily the student side. Right. Cause that's the question I was pondering. Right. If, if this is a teacher being sexualized or sexualizing the classroom. Right. And, and we don't cut it off at the pass. I think that's the, the, the point that, that they're making or Frank's making. Right
0: he, that, right. he said, right. He yeah. said, right.
1: Right. Yeah. He's, he's referring, but, but I think, as a you know, derivative, what you're saying is true as well. If the teacher is becoming sexualized in their presentation of themselves and we're allowing that to slide, you why wouldn't the classroom inherently have a more sexualized experience, which leads to the children being more sexualized? Right. And so, I mean, your question or your comment was a little bit about like, you know, being aroused or, or getting off by looking at a teacher like that.
0: I uh, no, that's that's Frank White. Frank,
1: Frank that's yeah, what Frank no, no, White yeah. is saying. That's Frank, what he does. But yeah,
0: his his comment, but you,
1: you were sort of, sort of the, you right. know are, are you're sort of saying, like, well, if he was in the classroom, is that what you're saying? That, that this would be you it know It could be, it could be sexual perversion. <laughs> no oh, sir. No, 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 no Frank, sir. Frank,
0: Frank said, no, <laughs> sir, just to be be clear. But but even though, like right, even but even in modesty, right? Like, you know, sometimes yeah. you know, students, you know, you know, students go and look at their teacher away, whatever. Um But I I think I think there's a point where you just want to be wise not to draw um, attention to yourself. Um, But again, I don't know. It's something for me to think about as well, because if it's a if it's a woman um, who has a biological like her her chest is biologically like that. um,
1: uh... Yeah, you may inevitably have kids that are aroused or, or whatnot. Right, like, there, there's only so much you could do to prevent it. But that's where I think undue distraction is probably a good term. And the
0: issue, the issue was the nipples. The issue was the nipples showing, yes. just to be clear. Um, so, you know, you, you, just to, to clarify that. Um, that so, and and for anyone
1: who doesn't know, there are pictures that you can tell where the shirts worn have a level of see-throughness to them. Well, that that would allow you to both the nipples are protruding
0: through the shirt, but also you can see through the shirts, which. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, Yeah. But you know what, man? Come on, man. Let's keep it 100, man. Let's let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop playing games. Right. We all know what thirst trapping is. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be a thirst trap in the classroom. Right. So like. You know if, if a teacher comes in and his shirt's buttoned down to here and his chest is out, you know, chill if you're wearing hoochie daddy shorts, you know, yeah. And 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 no, no, we're <laughs> just no, just just we ain't gonna do know. that, yeah. For the ladies, the cleavage out, like you know, the, there's a sense where you're like, look, man, you know, modesty is the best policy. Um, you're there, like Joel said, you're there to serve the student. Not yourself. So just you have to be aware of, um, you know, you know um, your, your students um, and just you, you, there has to be a sense of discernment. And I think that's what people are kind of up in arms with the lack of discernment and um, discernment. And then the, the teachers union lack of discretion in regards mm-hmm. to saying, hey, look, come on, bro. Like at least put a sweater on. Yeah. yeah. Another sweater.
1: what well, and, and on that teachers union point, all right, I'll read this. There's a, a, a link that from the Halton District School Board uh, with their like, let's call it statement. And um, there's this bolded section that, that I think just summarizes exactly what you're saying. Um, and and so let me read this and, and we can hash it out a little bit. Well, this is a part of the statement about Oakville Trafalgar High School. It says, while we cannot confirm the identity of the individual in the photos, videos, radio segments, we can confirm that the individual is not Stephen Hanna. Stephen Hanna is a staff member of the Halton District School Board who is entirely separate individual and completely unrelated to this matter. The reason why I want to bring that up, Stephen Hanna, I think, was just somehow associated potentially or speculatively that that was the individual um, in, in the pictures, and it wasn't that person. So while we get a... Very particular statement about Stephen Hanna. If we contrast that with the individual, the video that we shared, there's a very non-specific response. And again, this is the the silence is deafening. I think it's it's very telling to parents and people who are concerned about this. The silence causes even more cause for concern.
0: Okay, so Joel, what's your two cents on the issue?
1: I think um, the two cents is, uh, I don't know where I saw it. I th- want to say Maxime Bernier or someone tweeted something like, you know, a picture of this and saying another ad for homeschooling. And and I think, you know, that's a, a, a quick way of summarizing my view on this. in that, you know, so much of the discourse about education has become very much social indoctrination of the cultural norms that we want children to adapt to and the school boards and which essentially government by proxy and the teachers unions largely have a leftist agenda. And, and a couple episodes I go, I think I made the comment that, you know, people have a problem with colonization, but they have no problem colonizing my child's mind. And this is a prime example, right? This issue is an example of trying to impose an ideology regardless of the consequences on the children, because that's the agenda or that's the objective, because it's not just educating them for their career. It's educating them so they vote correctly. It's educating them so they have this right social perspectives um, and and very much you are having education or teachers that don't view the children as primary responsibility of their parents, but rather they're the primary responsibility person to make sure this child thinks correctly. So, I I mean, I'm obviously not all teachers are like that and, and I don't mean to, you know, box in every teacher, but I think as a, as a system, this is what's occurring and, and what we're, you know, continuing to go down towards and the punchline i like to give or that i'm stealing you know when we send our kids to caesar wonder wonder why would they come back as romans <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> yeah no, that's good that's good so
1: what's your two cents
0: i i think that uh when it comes to the the education system of course right and i've said this before i believe the education starts at home and and you know, and it's one of those things where you always have a, you always have a choice, right? You you always have a choice uh, as as a parent, right? Now you can tell them to switch classes. Uh, you can save up and send to private school, or you can homeschool, or change schools. Um, but but yeah, you you always have an option. So if you don't like it, um, yeah, just. It's time to move on. And that, that, that's that's my first point. My second point is, um, as a teacher, how, you know, of course we care about our students and we don't want to be a stumbling block to our students' learning. Whether it's the way we look or um, the things we say or the things we do, um, we, we have to try our best to not draw attention to us or away from our content or or for or for or from what we're doing, right? Or or drawing their minds away from the learning and to us, if that makes sense. Um so mm-hmm. it's one of those things it's a balance, so, you know, it's I'm not gonna say it's a it's a it's a science. It's more of an art. Um but you know what what this teacher did was definitely put themselves uh out Ahead in mainstream media, Yeah, yeah yeah in mainstream media and drawing unnecessary um attention and when i mean unnecessary i mean um yeah cover up the nipples um find a way um find a way find a way to do that because that's that's it's just a a bit of just a little just a little step in the right direction yeah right i I mean mean, in,
1: in any context outside of a trans we would again what you had said right a large breasted woman if her nipples are protruding as a teacher we would deem that inappropriate
0: mm-hmm. right because right. the assumption so, the assumptions the teacher would know but again right. but again but part of it too is you know like you know i i'm i'm a teacher um i, I wear a shirt and tie um every day but every teacher has their own style Mm-hmm. right every teacher has their own style um, and the way they dress and that's fine and, and you dress the way that you feel comfortable um, but i just think there's there's um a certain level of discretion um even community um support that comes in that says hey look let's um you know some of the come and say hey maybe um you know your pants are a little too low you know pull your pants up uh, maybe your, your your chest is showing a little too much male or female, mm-hmm. whatever. The, or or maybe you, you, or maybe you know you you, you, you smell <laughs> right. You, you know your 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 bo is you, you know you. Someone, you kicking gotta you, tell you,
1: you need to take a shower every day. Yeah, you you you
0: you kicking like Bruce Lee, right? <laughs> right. So somebody has has to come and say, "Hey, look, man, this is taken away from the lesson." <laughs> right. I, you know, I used to have a a teacher who had bad breath. Um. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I decided to fail the class. I was like, "Look, man, I ain't talking to this guy, man. Like, I'm, I'm, it's over, <laughs> right?" These I things... can't
1: stand there and listen to the answer
0: because oh, I'm dumb, man. Dumb distracted yeah, nah. by the smell. No, nah, he's like, you know, he comes to you like, "How can I help you?" Like, oh. <laughs> get that dragon breath out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, you, know, you got to be careful as a teacher not to be a distraction um or, or you know um to your students um so again, for parents, um, students just transfer find a new school, find a new system How? yeah
1: well and that and that's the dilemma with with this socialized education system right you're you're left to oh we must move right like you're you're moving to a location based on education because either it's either that or I pay for an alternative. Yeah. Or, or, or for homeschool. most people or homeschool, yeah. which, but again, that's, you know, chances are if you can't afford to go to a school, you can't afford to not have two incomes. So you can't yeah. afford a homeschool potentially. Yeah. And and so now it's, you're left to moving to a place that has the education system or educators that you're okay, that, that you feel is appropriate for your, your child. Yeah. I, I do have, you know, one last question that for, for you, I'm curious, you know, I think about you sort of said something along the lines of not making it or you sort of said unduly about yourself. Um, and, you know, I think there there's very much this idea and I'm wondering how much you see this. Of teachers sort of like you, the profession is the the place they're going to express themselves. And so now, like, I want my students to know. All of who I am, because in my teaching profession, I express myself, and and I, th- I the reason I, I say it that way is I do see a level of tension between, you know, garnering trust by being real with students and, and mm-hmm. you know letting them see who you really are mm-hmm. and expressing yourself in a manner that that is you know engaging. Yeah. Um. But but I, that's why I sort of started with that concept of like unduly about yourself or or you know yourself becomes the priority as opposed to the goal of you being real is for the students. So I'm just curious, how much do you see a bit of that tension or, or even that concept of like, I need to express myself, you know, whether it be, it doesn't have to be the whole gender or trans part of the conversation, anything.
0: Yeah. Um, I I would say that, yes um you know you want to represent and and who you are and and, and students who re- may resonate with that even at, even the trans even the trans teacher right the trans teacher dressing like that showing up to school i'm sure 100 percent the students who are like yo like yo power to the people mm. right like like this teacher represents me and mm. and and there's just te- students students that look up um to the teacher and i and i would say like part of it is especially for us is, is for us as christians it's a, it's a different dynamic right no matter what our identity is we're like well no you're not looking to me right you're looking to christ um and and all and all the treasures that he offers um mm. and not not necessarily um looking to us as an idol or the, the thing to be yes it's good to, to to have a role model but i think that like there's a point where you can overdo it and then you you're becoming um, um, the, the the main focus, or even to the point taking away um, from from the lesson. Um, yeah, but the, but there's definitely a balance, uh, and I would argue that 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 I'm sure that that teacher definitely um, has the ears of some students, um, and probably um, has the booze of some students, right? But that's but that's yeah. life. that that, that that's that, that's teaching. But basic economics, right? You always have a choice. And I think, and I think that's one of the, my, my, the point I was trying to make in my two cents. You know, you always have yeah. a choice. Like if you don't like it, you'll know, find a new school, man. Like, and then, you know, and you kind of say this too, like vote, vote with your feet or vote with your dollars. Um, and if everybody's, if everybody's like leaving or, or doing something else, then people are getting the message like, okay, yo, we got to change up what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, I didn't really touch on it, but but you know, contrasting the socialized school with the free market scenario, um, I would suggest that that feedback loop would be much quicker, right? This, if the if enough students or enough families had a concern, and this was a school that was being paid for, either the school's going to have a problem because students are leaving and they can't, or more students come and there's a there's an automatic signal whether you know by revenue increasing or decreasing or not changing. When something like this happens, but in the socialized education system, the, the revenue is so disconnected from the actual students in some regard that, you know, what you said in terms of taking action is, is going to be a really slow feedback loop, right? Like, it's not like I can move tomorrow, right? Not like I could enroll my kid. Now, arguably, maybe you could pull off homeschooling tomorrow after an incident like this. Um, if, if that's what your, you know, uh, response was in terms of, okay, my kid can't be here. But again, my point is that in the, you know, on a private education system, if the, you know, any or private institution of education, if there was a scenario like this, likely you would have a very quick feedback mechanism because the parents, i.e. the students are the primary means of funding. And they're going to go, yes or no, this is a problem or not a problem. And it's going to impact the bottom line. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, again, I, I know some people would probably go, why are you comparing to free market? Well, because that is the place where, you know, you have really quick signals, right? I always say profit and prices are signals. When you remove profit and prices, you lose signals. And so that's the point. That's why contrasting with the free market is there because I want to point out there's a lack of a signal. What like do the students really approve of this? Like you said, oh, I'm sure there's students that are like yay, I'm sure there's students that are like boo. The problem is we don't have the signals to measure that because we don't have prices and we don't have profits.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh you yeah, know, shout out to uh this is salvation dropping in on the conversation. It says we all know nipples. We all know nipples are no nipples. This is just plain weird and whack. (laughs) LOL. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for your your two sets. Uh, This is salvation. Uh, Anybody else wants to join the conversation? um, Make sure you follow us on all our social media platforms: Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, um, and be ready to uh, join the conversation. Yeah. If you want.
1: If you want to catch our lives, it might not be for a couple of weeks, but usually Friday or Saturday nights, uh, watch for us on uh, YouTube. The live will go up and then uh, it'll come down and we'll publish usually the next Friday. So um,
0: yeah, so instead of, nice. so yeah, so Friday nights, check us out. Instead of uh, uh, Netflix and chill, you could Six Sense and chill. <laughs> yeah, you could do both.
1: D- Although uh, we'll, we'll probably have to plan for a good topic if you're Netflixing and chilling with your wife, hoping for uh, a little something more we might what do you need a mean? conversation
0: what do you mean, our, do you mean? Our, our, our content's always hot man it always <laughs> sets the mood yeah
1: I, I i don't know if it's gonna put your wife in the mood but uh might uh might be it might be intellectually stimulating but uh yeah anyways on that note we'll uh hopefully come back and, and as darnell said join us and you can join the conversation and uh like like the this is salvation and our boy frank you, you might get your comments on the Greg screen. White, we'll...
0: AKA, a.k.a. Rafer, a.k.a. Uh, Brother Man from the Fourth Floor, a.k.a. Blackbuster, a.k.a. Uh, the Cell Phone You Gave Me Don't Work.
1: <laughs> you mean get, sold you? Um, anyways, on that note, uh, you know, if if there's any aspect of this conversation, if there's any teachers you know, any pro support of this uh, teacher that you're aware of, please hit us up six cents at gmail.com or six cents report on Facebook and Twitter we, we don't want to be um, out of the uh, out of the loop if there's more to this conversation that we've missed so give us your two cents or, or someone else's two cents who's got something interesting to say on this topic six cents makes change
2: but you heard me does hear that make it. sense hear- Madden and Mitchell Media